Life is messy and I'm ready to feel it if you are. So welcome to Feel the Mess with Evie. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome, welcome back to Feel the Mess with Phoebe. I am Phoebe. I am she. I am a little anxious right now because of the episode that I just planned out for you all. Um, I just came off of therapy and we are feeling good. We let out all of the emotions. I am just triple checking that this microphone is on because I would be real mad. Um, so today, this is my 10th episode, and I wanted to celebrate by congratulating myself by talking about something that is kind of really hard for me to talk about, but then that means I really never have to talk about it ever again. So the whole episode today, we are talking about the ex and what I learned from that relationship, what went down, and kind of all the ins and outs of that. And I kind of thought that we really can't move totally forward until we really end that chapter in my life. And I always knew I wanted to do an episode on him and I really didn't want it hanging over my head anymore. So we're going to kind of rip that bandaid off and just go for it. Um, to start, I would like to start by saying that I I'm very, very happy, like truly, deeply, I feel it in my heart, so happy with where my life is at right now. I regret literally nothing. I am not upset by what happened at all. It like truly made me who I am. I learned so much from that year and a half relationship. And I'm, I want you to know that like I'm not sharing this out of spite or like out of anger, but I have taken however, like I think it's been maybe six or seven months now, I've taken it all in, I've processed, and I feel really good about it. And I'm sharing this because I kind of want you to see that even bad relationships bring good endings. And I think that that's really beautiful. Like uh, it was was hard, there was good, there was the bad, we're going to talk about all of it, but I know that for myself, I regret nothing. It made me who I am today. It brought me to the point I am at today. I would have never met Ski Boy or Flower Boy or Billy even if it wasn't for that relationship. Like it brought me to where I am today and I am honestly truly grateful that for that. I also want to say that up until a week ago, I was still blocked by him. Um this was something that happened very regularly. And then The only reason why I know that I am no longer blocked is because I got a message in my DMs and we will get to this at the end. So I broke this up into parts because a year and a half is a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, a lot of fights, a lot of smiles, and I broke it all up. We're going to kind of talk through the the beginning where we feel the butterflies. We're going to go through the middle where it kind of goes far downhill and then the beginning of the end to the end. So without further ado, the X, the story about the X. Okay. So the early beginning, the good, the yummy, the nice, the smiles, all the good stuff that we love in a relationship. 
we got so close so fast. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but we met on Hinge. So we met on a dating app and we just kind of clicked. Like we hung out a couple times and then we just kept hanging out. And I remember that one of the first nights that it was really, really nice. He picked me up because I had gone out and I was a little too drunk and I was like feeling all the love feelings. And I was just like, I want someone to spend the rest of my life with that. I am just like, I want the deepest of deepest loves. And I think I had met him like four times. And I said that to him and I like the next day he was like, that really hit me. Like, I just really thought like, I I want that too. And so we got really close really fast. The other thing that I will mention is that he was from a completely different culture than I was. And that was really hard for me, but in, it was really hard for our relationship and for the both of us, like not just for me, but in my mind, it was something new. And so I didn't really know that it was like a bad hard. I just thought that like, oh, this is hard, like something else I have to learn. Um, like I had to learn how he talks, how he texts, like, like what bothers him, everything like that. And then just everything on top of that, it was just like a different culture. So I think there was a lot of cultural differences that I kind of told myself, oh, cultural difference, cultural difference, which in reality it was him, which took me a really long time to learn. Um, I was super like enveloped and enwrapped in the fact that he treated me so nicely in the beginning that I just like fell so hard. And I remember talking about this to one of my coworkers and she said to me, he doesn't sound too good to be true. He sounds just right for you. And of course I wrote that down in one of my notes and that's why I still had it. But I I just really liked that it was like a a man who was nice in the beginning. We went out for dinner. It was just like a ni- it was just nice. And I think like honestly, I had such low standards and expectations because I hadn't had a relationship before and I like really didn't have anything to base it off of. I think that my high school boyfriend set the bar so high but that was so long ago that I kind of like forgot that he had set the bar so high. So I'm not saying that, that in the beginning it was bad at all. Like it was really nice, but I don't, I don't think I, I think I thought it was as nice as it was. Um, he definitely made me feel like so special and he would do anything for me. And it was, it was just like really new for me. And I really, this is the key point. Like I really didn't know what it should be like, So this felt really nice to me. And that's why, like, I regret nothing because I learned so much. Like, I didn't know what it should be like. So this felt nice. So, like, I lived on that. Like, great. Good for me. There was so much love, so much passion. It was just, like, very intense from the beginning. And so that was – that's kind of what I'll say about the good and, like, the early beginning. It was a lot all at once. It was fast. It was passionate. Like, there was a lot in there. So now that you kind of know the good, I think it's really important because I know most relations whoa, whoa. I know that most relationships start out with the good, and so I really did kind of want to share that that even though sometimes it's hard, like I know that it really does start out good. So that's when like those blinders come on and you're like in this like love bubble and you're like, wait, all of this is really good. I'll just kind of the bad starts coming along and you're like, oh no, I'll forget about that because the beginning was good. And oh, I'll forget about that too. Because like 
it was so good. So that's kind of where the like love blinders come out because the good is so good in the beginning. So having said that, the middle, AKA the hard. So pretty early on, he told me one thing that he said to me was that I was a cold, I, I, I was cold and I like, I acted like a cold person. And that shook me so hard. Like if you know me, you know how literally warm of a human I am. I am the warmest soul on the face of this earth. Like so that that should have been a sign. And it was. It was a red flag. But again, blinders, love blinders. We didn't see the red flags or we saw them. We put the little red flag in our pocket and we kept on walking. So it was it was difficult from early on. And the very like first fight that I can remember was we were sitting on my couch and my roommate, my living room and my kitchen are separated by like this open wall. And we were sitting on the couch and my roommate was in the kitchen and he was like cuddling me and he was being like really touchy feely. And it was really nice. Cause like, I like being like passionate like that too, but my roommate was in the other room and I just like moved his hands away because like I didn't, I felt bad. Like my roommate was literally right there. He literally like sunk back in the couch. He would not talk to me. We went out for dinner. I I remember this so vividly. We went out for dinner. He sat on the other side of me and would not say a word. He didn't eat food. I had to get my food to go and he would not speak to me. And then the next we got into such a big fight. The next day I was like, what, 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 what the hell? And he was like, I just thought like you didn't like me anymore. And I was like, no, it was just because my roommate was in the other room. And that was the very first time. And I didn't realize this then, but thinking back on it and reflecting, like that was the first time that I should have realized. And actually, no, I won't say I should have because I didn't. And again, I regret nothing, but like that was the first time that I learned that he can't communicate his feelings. Like he can't process and communicate his feelings. And that's something that's so important to me. And so that kind of, that, that, oh, what am I trying to say? That happened. That happened throughout our relationship. The fact that he couldn't communicate his feelings and what he was feeling. And I remember, I remember the day that we became boyfriend and girlfriend. It actually was pride day in Boston. And we like got into this big fight and we were like, so unhappy with each other. And literally at the end of it, he was like, I I don't know who said it, but he was like, well, I just, will you be my girlfriend or something like that? And then all the bad stuff went away because again, love blinders, like that happened. So it was hard. It was really hard. And from the very beginning, there was a lot of pressure in the relationship because he didn't really have a lot of family and friends. And I was kind of his whole world. And that didn't bother me in the beginning until the end when I realized like I really am super passionate about my social life and my family that he didn't have that. And that's why I really – I did. I added to my list of the perfect man like you have a good relationship with your family and friends because like that was important to me and I learned that from this. So another crazy – uh, experience slash fight that comes to mind. Honestly, there are a lot more, but here's a couple more. I went on vacation with my family 
And it was the first time we weren't really like together so much. And I was away for, I want to say like 14 days. And before that, we like talked on the phone a lot. We texted a bunch, blah, 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 blah. Like, great. Normal people do that. However, when I went away on one, a family vacation, two, I was sharing a hotel room with my sister, three, there's a time difference and like an international phone charge and you're like busy during the day when you're on vacation. Like you're, you're doing things, you're seeing sites, whatever. And I, we weren't talking as much and we talked every single day, but it was just less. And he was so mad that uh he felt like I forgot about him and I I just he like went out of my life forever even though I talked to him honestly every single day I remember that we stayed up one night he stayed up one night until 4 I stayed up one night until 4 a.m. on the phone with him like walking around the pool at the hotel because I couldn't go to bed because my sister was in the room and he was like I don't, I don't want to be with you anymore, blah, 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 blah. And I literally felt like I had to like save my relationship from across like the world. It it was, it was just madness. And I don't want to say that he ruined the trip because the trip was still really amazing. But like, that is one thing that I really remember. And I remember coming home and he wasn't like that sorry. Like he was, he was apologetic, but like, I was expecting like fucking flowers, him to be saying sorry every second of the day. Like, and he didn't really learn. Like he he said to me, he was like, well, now I know that like when you go away, this is what happens. And I was like, yes, but you shouldn't get upset about that in the first place. So from that, I kind of learned like you shouldn't be somebody's whole world. You can't, it doesn't work that way. It's not healthy. Um, I, want to talk about the dynamic between my friends and the ex. And this is, this is just like one that stands out. The first time that he met one of my friends, she like went in for a hug and like he smelled, he was like wearing cologne or something. So she smelled him and she was like, Oh my God, you smell so good. And he was so upset by that. He was like, why would she do that to me? Like, that is so not okay. I would never do that in our culture. And I just, I remember being like, like so apologetic, like, I'm so sorry. Like, how can I fix this? And it wasn't on me. Like I had to realize and slowly learn, like this wasn't my problem to fix. And that was just a him thing that wasn't going to change. And so the other giant red flag slash thing that happened at the beginning ish like early-ish of our relationship with my friends was that I came home one night and my roommate, my roommate said, Phoebe, I have something to tell you. And I said, okay. And I like literally had like just gotten off the phone with him and it was like, oh, happy la la land. And she said, one of my friends saw him on hinge and she showed me pictures And she showed me pictures that they were like having a conversation. So like his account was active. And so he was already on his way here. And I said, X, were you on Hinge? And he said, I honestly like blacked out. But the gist of the end of that story is that he said something along the lines of he was on it, but he 
tells me it was nothing and he was just talking because he was lonely and wanted friends on the app. And I said, well, you can go on Bumble Friends and find friends, but you don't go on a dating app to uh, find a friend. And that that <laughs> whew, that was a big red flag. Um, that was pretty hard for me. We got into a huge fight. It was actually the first time that he was like beyond apologetic and he realized he did something wrong. And so maybe that's why I forgave him because I hadn't like seen that side of him yet. But I remember – I want to pause here because this was like a huge life lesson to me that I honestly will – value for the rest of my life. After that happened, I well honestly before this and during, I was always the kind of person that I have a big group of friends and I tell my friends everything because I'm an open book and that's just kind of how I roll. I'm like, you know what? Like my life is my life. Here 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 it is on an open platter. And I love getting my friends' opinions and I like sharing my information and everything that's going on. And so I went to my friends after that and I was like, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. And obviously they were rip shit. They were like, never talk to him again, blah, blah, blah. They were so upset. And the giant life lesson for me was that I went into that telling all my friends this whole situation without having my mind made up first of what I wanted to do. So I was getting all of these opinions from all over the map of like, stay with him, listen to him, stay with him, or like, leave him, don't even talk to him ever again. Like just all these opinions filling my head and it filled my head. That's exactly what it did. Like I had no opinions of my own after that because they were just filled with other people's opinions. And the giant life lesson for me was that I I don't have to keep things private, but I have kind of like a happy middle ground that works for me. And so what I learned from that is I learned one, who I can trust. And more importantly, like whose opinions I actually care about. Because I remember telling people just to tell people because I was like, this is what's going on in my life. And then again, fueled with opinions. They're all coming at me. So I learned who I actually really want to talk to and who I care about to hear their thoughts and opinions. And two, when something happens in your life that you're like, wait, I need some outside advice, you slash me I sit and process it for a little while and for a couple days and I keep what's close to my heart close to my heart and then I process and then I go out and ask those trusted people for their opinions and and then I go from there. And so I'm not getting like 50 people's opinions on this one matter. I'm first processing, understanding how I feel going to those people saying, this is how I feel. What do you think? And hearing from people that I actually trust and care about. So after that kind of life lesson and the whole hinge story happened, obviously my friends kind of didn't trust him or didn't like him. Like obviously if that happened to one of my friends, I would feel the same way. And so since then, it just kind of – we had a weird relationship and I always felt like I couldn't really – I had my life with my ex and I had my life with my friends and they didn't go together. And that – it was really hard for me. That mattered a lot to me. Like I wanted my worlds to collide and they weren't colliding. 
So I had really separated lives. I hung out with my friends and I hung out with him and I hung out with my family and it was all separate. And so that's kind of when I added to my list that I want someone who has a really good relationship with their friends and that even more so has a good relationship with my friends and who wants to have a good relationship with my friends. Like that's the important part. So the last thing that I'll say about this like middle part of our relationship is the gaslighting. Oh, the gaslighting. Pedal to the metal. I whew, I learned what that word was early on and never forgot it. I just – there's a lot to say. There's a lot I could say about this. Um, oh, I have to sneeze. Maybe I don't. So – even just like one small example, I said word for word to him. I think we were like, it was maybe during quarantine and I was like getting upset that he was on his phone all the time and we couldn't just like do something together. So I said, I want to do something together. Like let's brainstorm activities we could do together. And legitimately he looked at me. He said, Phoebe, no more talking. (laughs) Yeah, that was upsetting. Yeah, that was hard. Um, he would call me crazy. He would ask, like, when was the last time I saw my therapist? Like, it was bad. And he truly made me feel crazy at times. Like, I remember going to my therapist asking him, is what I want even real? Like, does it even exist because I don't know anymore? Like, is the type of love that I want, does that exist in the world? Because I actually don't know anymore. And I learned obviously that it does exist. It just, I was trying to, trying it with the wrong person. So he would, the ex, he would say things and do things that literally made me feel like I did something wrong. And then I would be the one apologizing. And this was just constant. Like he would, it, it constant. I don't, I can't even explain gaslighting even more than that. There's so much. The other huge thing that was really bad and really important to me was kind of along the same lines of communication. And whenever something went wrong, he would get up and leave. And by leave, I mean literally leave the restaurant. He would leave me alone in a restaurant. He would leave my apartment and literally drive away and then block me so I couldn't even talk to him on the phone. Um, And he would just leave. And that's not what I wanted. That's not what I do. That's not how – the kind of relationship that I want. And I wanted to understand kind of what was happening. Why was he feeling this way? Why was I feeling this way? Talk about it, understand it, move on. So it doesn't happen again. But I I remember so many times saying, I just want to understand what you're feeling and, and what happened so that we can learn from it. And so it doesn't happen again. And in my mind, that made so much sense. And right now, today, it still makes sense. But in the moment, I was like, wait, does that make sense? Is that not what you're supposed to do? And it was hard. It was really hard. And so that kind of end chapter, end scene on like the middle part of the relationship. And I won't lie, like there was some really nice parts of it. Like it, it was nice, but it was never all nice. It was hard. And that's kind of what I'll share for now. So moving on to the closing scene, the end, not before the credits roll right before 
Right before the final scene, this is kind of what went down, the beginning to the end. So this fight was so stupid, (laughs) but you know, I don't regret anything and the universe threw this at me to kind of like make the credits come faster. So I remember we were in the car, we were ordering sushi and he was on the phone and he was having a hard time. And so I was offering to help like while he was on the phone It turned into the biggest fight. He was like, why would you do that? I was on the phone, blah, blah, blah. So that fight basically ended in me saying like, we need to go on a break. And it was slowly getting better. We were getting, we were on the break. It was getting better. We were almost back to the good. And then I come home one day and my roommate, a different roommate actually, but I guess a lot of shit goes down with my roommates. Um, my roommate tells me that she saw him on Bumble. And at that point, I kind of just knew that it was the end. Like this was the end. Like it wasn't the end just yet, but the end was near. So I sat on it, that information for a little while. I remember it was a Saturday. We were going to my friend's house for dinner. It was me, my roommate, and my friend and her boyfriend. I got to her apartment, my friend's apartment. I proceeded to take 10 tequila shots and drink my feelings away. Um, My feelings didn't go away. They actually um, stayed and they became stronger and and even more angry. Those feelings became more angry. And I sent a screen recording of his Bumble profile and I sent it to him. And I, I don't even know what I said, but I said something along the lines of like, how could you do this again? This is the end. And in my mind, he was going to say something along the lines of like, oh my gosh, I'm coming over right now. I'm so sorry you had to see that. I'm so sorry. Just like an apology. And the reply that I got back was something along the lines of like, you can believe whatever you want. Goodbye. <laughs> Like, I, I just have no words kind of for that. But I remember to this day, he, he told me, like I saw it with my own two eyes, had the screen recording. It was real. It was active. And my roommate told me that in order to be active on Bumble, you have to kind of have been using it or open it within like the past month or something like that. So I knew that it was real He proceeded to tell me that it wasn't real and he doesn't know how it happened. He doesn't know how it got there. And honestly, like that was the end. That was so far the end. I remember saying that we needed to break up. I, uh, I just, it was bad. And my head was so jumbled that I truly didn't know who was telling me the truth. Like I really didn't because I wanted to believe him, but I knew he was wrong. Like it was wild. So that was the beginning of the end. And then the end was the breakup. When we said, when I said, this is, we are breaking up. This is bad. You can, this is bad. This is wrong. And so kind of like, I want to talk through where I was at during the breakup because I think that's really important. I had this written down in my phone 
like I, I write notes to my therapist of what I want to go over and talk about. And I had this written down. I said, I miss him so much. Does he even miss me? I wish it could be back the way it was. And then I wrote, legit, you will hurt and grow. You just got to push through it. And I don't know what the fuck was going on in Phoebe's brain to write that, but it was gold. Like you will hurt and you will grow. And am I happy that I hurt and grew? Fuck yes. Do I wish I was back with him? Fuck no. Like I am so blessed and happy that that happened and that I fully understand that like I lived with my roommate at the time so that she could find him on Bumble so that she could tell me about it and I would break up with him. Like I so believe that like that, like the universe has a path and that was my path. I needed to go through that whole relationship to learn so much about myself. And I did. And even though it sucked and I was so sad, I remember I literally got a massage and cried through the hole of the little table. Like tears were just dripping down my face as this man massaged my back. Like I was a wreck. I cried every single day. Um, my dog died a week later. It was awful. The thought of literally kissing someone else made me so upset. And then one day I didn't cry. One day I realized I went through the whole day and I realized, oh, I didn't talk to him all day and I wasn't upset about that. And one day you put yourself back out there and you put yourself back out on the apps and yes, you will still cry and yes, you're still lonely sometimes, but yes, you will move on. One day you will put yourself back out there and all will be well and you will forget about your ex just like I did. And I feel so thankful that he was in my life for the period of time that he was in my life and that I had the strength and I had the events that happened in order to move on. Like I actually truly believe that when a relationship ends just because like somebody moves or or I don't know, like a job changes and you still really, really like nothing really went wrong. Like that is so much harder to move on from. So I feel very thankful that all that bad shit went down so that it did help me move on faster. Um, whew, so end scene on the ex. Maybe you will hear about him again. Probably not though. And I really hope not because that's kind of it. That was the chapter in my life and it closed. End book. Like the whole book, start, we're starting a new book. We're not even starting a new chapter. And so to end this out, I really want to I really want to hone in on what I learned from him and from this relationship. So how I felt in the beginning, I was so there for him and so forgiving and so forgiving. And he was saying he'll change and he's sorry, blah, blah, blah. Again, we talked about this. People don't change. It was the same fight over and over again. If you see a pattern, that pattern isn't there just to kind of show you a pretty picture. Like that pattern is real. He would get mad at me. I would ask what I did wrong and try and learn from it. And then I would apologizing for not, I would apologize for not knowing what I did. And then I would end in tears and he couldn't communicate me. And that was a cycle. Like that didn't happen once or twice. That happened hundreds of times. And the only reason I know this is because I wrote it down. And 
The reason why I wrote things down is was because I like having notes to talk to my therapist about. And so I scrolled through my notepad with him and I would see like, this was a fight that happened. This was a fight that happened. This was a fight that happened. And it wasn't just like a one-off thing. Cause like, of course, no relationship is perfect. No relationship is perfect. Everybody get that through their heads. Everyone has fights. Everyone, everyone can't deal with some shit sometimes. But if there's a pattern and this pattern hasn't changed for a year and a half, hmm, maybe you should think about, maybe you should think about the end or trying to find someone new or maybe dumping him slash her. So from that communication issue, I learned that I need someone who can communicate their feelings and their emotions. Like I need that. I need someone who won't run. Like literally that is the number one thing I look for in a relationship is that because that's what I need. And again, I wouldn't have learned that if I didn't go through it. So the other kind of lesson is that he really would do anything for me, but it was always really hard. And again, I know no relationship is perfect and people would always tell me like, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard. But I just thought that that was like what our relationship was. And I understand now, like it shouldn't be that hard. But I want to make a huge point here that having said all of this, you have to learn this on your own. Like nobody can teach you or just tell you this information. I'm sharing my experience with you because I hope that you take little bits and pieces from it, but you have to go through the process on your own so that you see it with your own eyes. Um, And it was because like when people were telling me, shouldn't be this hard, shouldn't be this hard, like obviously I didn't listen to them because I didn't know. Like I didn't, I, I didn't know. And I, I learned that having reflected on this for so long, like he's not a bad person at all. He's just not right for me. And before a couple can grow together and before you can be in a relationship with someone, the individual has to grow first and the individual has to be on your level so that you both can like be on an equal playing field and ready to grow together. And the ex and I are not on an equal playing field. Ooh, this is a really good one. So the other huge thing that I want to talk about is fighting styles. I had no idea kind of what a fighting style was, but it's the same thing as your love language. It's just the opposite. So you have to have similar fighting styles with your partner. And so that was new for me. Like if I was someone who could be the kind of person that when my significant other left and I could just kind of go to bed and wake up the next day and we could kind of talk about it and move on, great. Maybe we'd still be together, but that's not me. I'm the kind of person who in the moment, I need to talk about it. I need to learn about it, process it, and then move on. I don't do well when people walk away from me and leave me. Like not something I can do. So your fighting style has to be compatible. Um, so in the end, this is what I'll end on in the end, what I thought I was giving up when I was in the midst of the breakup, when I was crying every day, I thought I was giving up the comfort, all the cute little things, someone sleeping next to me, someone holding me like my person and 
Nope. That was all in my head. I was in the love bubble. I had my love blinders on and slowly those love blinders come knocking down. You are the only one in charge of your life. You are the only one who can make these decisions. You can zone out the whole rest of the world because even if people tell you this, like you're not going to listen. I didn't listen. I didn't want to listen. And I'm happy I didn't listen because I wanted to learn this on my own. So my final thoughts, I regret nothing. I value what we had so much because I learned more than I could ever possibly understand. And I wanted to share that with you because I think it's really important. I think a lot of people go through breakups and you don't really hear about them. You don't really hear the messy and the bad, whatever. And I had enough time that I processed it and I felt comfortable sharing it. And I wanted to share it because I think that it's important to talk about. And I hope that you learned maybe just a little something about this and a little something about breakups and exes and your life and relationships and moving on and whatever. And we are closing the podcast chapter on the ex. And I'm very happy about that. So I hope that you are living your messiest life and I will see you next week. Oh my God, just kidding. How did I forget to bring it back to the beginning, all the way to the beginning of the episode when I told you that I realized I was unblocked. So this was maybe like two weeks ago now. I woke up on a Saturday morning just with a little DM waiting in my inbox from him. And mind you, we have not spoken since I want to say August of 2022. And the message said something along the lines of, I know it's random that we haven't talked in a long time, blah, 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 blah. I'm just reaching out to say, I've been thinking about you and I know we can't erase the past and we had such great memories together. And that's what comes to mind. And I don't know if you'll get this message, blah, blah, blah. I hope you're okay. And literally 12 hours went by. Oh, and then he called me and I didn't pick up the phone, but I got a missed call. So I didn't want to not reply because that's not like me. And I said something that said, like, thank you for reaching out. I'm doing well, blah, blah, blah. I hope you are too. And I said, like, I do remember the good, but I also really, really remember the bad. And I know that we're not meant for each other. Like, I learned a lot about myself, but. I don't know what you want me to say. I hope you're okay. I just didn't want to not reply. And then I added, I want you to know I met someone and I really don't want to do anything to jeopardize it. And I thought that that was really important to add in because I really don't. Like, you know how I feel about Ski Boy and, well, not he doesn't, but like I'm talking to you as the listener. And he basically went on to have like a really short conversation and just say like, I'm really sorry for how I treated you and I know I really hurt you and I don't know how long like I'll have the opportunity to say this, but I just am really grateful that you were in my life and I'm really sorry. And I like said thank you and I appreciated that, but – and that was the end of the conversation. Like it was a very quick conversation and – I am grateful that that happened. I mean, it definitely shook my brain a little bit and rattled me. But one thing that I always said to my friends was that if I ever saw him again, what I would want him to know is that I'm not truly mad at him. 
Like I would wish the best for him as well because I learned so much. And that's kind of the takeaway that I hope you take from this is that in the bad, there is good. In the mess, there is good. Oh God, we are living our messiest lives and it feels good. So that was a long episode. Thank you for tuning in. And now I will actually see you next week and goodbye and good night.